Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. I say that today very intentionally as we remember that we are in the Christmas season still. Uh, you know, kind of all around we see people taking down their decorations already and throwing the tree on the curb already and all that kind of stuff. But hey, we're still in the Christmas season. Now, the Christmas season actually lasts until January 13th. And so as Catholics, we recognize that all this time up to Christmas Day was preparation. That was Advent. We were getting ready for Christmas. But not just the one day of Christmas. We keep extending it out for a few weeks uh, this Christmas season. So let us continue to be joyful uh, to celebrate this Christmas season and to open our hearts to God in this privileged time of grace and to receive every good gift that he has for us. So don't be afraid to keep saying Merry Christmas for the next couple weeks. And especially today we are joyful as we celebrate the commemoration of the Holy Family of Nazareth, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And as we look at the Holy Family, we recognize that God didn't have to do that, right? God didn't have to save us by becoming human. God didn't have to save us by being born of a woman into a family. God didn't have to save us by dying on a cross. He could have saved us in any number of ways. But we remember that God never does anything imperfectly. In other words, God's plan is totally perfect. He can't make mistakes. He does things only in the best way possible. He can't get any better. And so we recognize that Jesus, being born unto us from a woman into a family, was God's perfect plan for salvation. That Jesus might live in the context of a family. That he be brought up by parents. That he live in the world with his family. And that he receive his uh, mission through his family life. And what a beautiful thing that is for us, brothers and sisters, as we strive to imitate the Holy Family of Nazareth. We are all called in our families to live like them, to be open to the will of God, to humble ourselves before God and to be obedient to his perfect will. And it's in the context of our family that we find uh, God's call for us each day. And let's look at the Trinity for a second. We remember that the Trinity is God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Three divine persons living together as one God in a bond of love. In other words, a community of persons living together in love. And now we look at the family, right? Same thing, isn't it? A community of persons living together in that bond of love. Ideally, we have father, mother, children, but even if one of those pieces is missing, you're still in a community of persons living together in love. And what a beautiful thing that that, that is. Just by us living out our family uh, reality, we are an image of God himself, the Trinity. And so, brothers and sisters, I encourage you in your families to continue to find ways to build up the love that you have for one another. Continue to pray together. Ask Jesus to be a part of your family and to make his will known to you each day. Participate in the sacraments together. Do things, make acts of love towards one another that build up that relationship that you have so that you can truly be an image of the Trinity in the world. And most especially, continue as a family to open yourselves to the will of God so that you can know your vocation, 
And when I say this word vocation, probably certain things come to mind already, maybe priesthood or marriage or religious life. And those are correct, right? Those are kind of the big divisions of what we mean by vocations. And in our families, we should be building those things up. We should be asking God, especially for our kids. Uh, we should be asking that God make known what his will is for us. We should foster um, an atmosphere of openness towards all vocations. But in a more particular way, we should be asking as a family each day for God to let us know what his will is for us that day. Vocation simply means a call. And we recognize that God calls us to something specific each day. God has a plan for us each day. Perhaps God is calling you to carry some type of cross with him that day, to suffer with him in a certain way that day. Maybe God's calling you to reach out to a family member that day or to make a certain act of love towards a family member. Maybe God's calling you to reach out to a coworker or a neighbor whom maybe you've never talked to before or hardly ever see to preach the gospel to them. There are so many things, brothers and sisters, that the Lord is calling us to day in and day out. But if we're not listening, if we're not open to it, it's easy to miss. And so again, I encourage you in your families each day, make that prayer that you might be open and humble and obedient to accept the will of God. Again, brothers and sisters, God's will is perfect. God doesn't do anything imperfectly. His plan is the best possible plan for you because he has designed you for that plan. Anything that we can come up with for ourselves or for our families that's not a part of what God has already planned for us is going to fall short of what we're made for. And we're not going to have that deep peace and the deep joy and the freedom that God wants us to have if we're not following his plan. So let us continue to surrender to Jesus Christ, to lay down our lives before him, just as the Holy Family did. Let us imitate them and let us imitate the Trinity in the world by loving each other and by staying always open to the will of God in our lives. Be not afraid, brothers and sisters, but give Jesus Christ everything and he will not let you down.